This week's episode of the Infos Podcast is brought to you by Comixology.com. Are you in desperate need of a superhero fix? We can help you out. Go to infamouspodcast.com slash comiXology and you can get access to Comixology Unlimited free for 30 days. And you can get access to Batman and Wonder Woman and Black Widow and Spider-Man and all these great comic book movies that are supposed to be coming out that have been pushed back. So go to infamouspodcast.com slash comiXology and start your free 30-day trial to Comixology Unlimited today. Hey, welcome back to the Infos Podcast. This is Brian. This is Daryl. And uh, hey, Daryl, I do not want a Simon Kinberg Battlestar Galactica movie. I, I I know you said there's you know we don't like to say no, so I'll just say hard pass. I, yeah, I don't even like to say hard pass, so I'll just say nah, bro. <laughs> um, so this has nothing to do with the news. It's just uh, Daryl told me about this right before we started recording, and. So, yeah, um, not fun, not cool. Yeah, no, thank so, you. So one of the uh, reactors I listen to is Nikki and Steven react, and like when they're watching the shows, her one of her quotes is like "f that shit all day." Yeah, and that's pretty much what I think when I like, read that news. Like, like this would be like no. Greg Berlanti doing it, or you know, um, I don't know, just someone like J.J. Abrams. No, thank you. No, <laughs> no, not nah. anyway. Um, I know know why you didn't want to do the showrunner thing, because it had both of those guys in there. You know, it was, uh, yeah, that was something I didn't want to do. Hey, we didn't put the Mandalorian second trailer teaser thing in the rundown. And I just want to say, I thought it was a whole lot of hype for a whole lot of nothing. It was just, it wasn't necessary. Yeah, like, honestly, it didn't, like, show anything really new or anything. Actually, it showed something that I was hoping they weren't going to show. Um. When when the the child closed the when they were at the wrestling ring and the child closed right. the the whatever the little cradle thing and he shot the whispering butterflies or whatever they're called out of his uh, gauntlet there like they showed that like that would have been a much cooler thing to just have it be heard in the darkness and then it come back up and you see the aftermath. I, I was a little disappointed that they showed that as well. Yeah. Like, yeah, like I, I don't know, want them to show it in the happened. show. Yeah, like we yeah. saw it. Like the one time was cool, and then now it's like, okay, my mind's eye is way cooler than anything they can do on the volume. Anyway, beside the point. Uh, it's been a fun, really long week. Um, there's lots of cool stuff happening right now. Um, so just jumping right into news bites. Um, I, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to say my 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 Justice League Snyder cut. Uh, enthusiasm, while it was never like high, is uh is now low. I this doesn't change anything for me. Ugh. Um, Ugh. And again, we understand that. And again, I know a lot of people just didn't like his look. Well, hold on, hold on. Jared Leto. They announced Jared Leto is gonna yeah. is gonna have a part. It was an exclusive from the Hollywood Reporter. Um. I have zero interest in, in, in Jared Leto coloring his hair green and putting in that ridiculous grill again. See, I, I actually, because I, I like Jared Leto as an actor for the most part, and I didn't, he didn't, he didn't get done justice in the, the, in Suicide Squad. Not at all. Now, that doesn't mean he would have been good, but it's like, seeing a part of a picture and then making a judgment on the part mm-hmm. of it you, you can be right you can be wrong but it's not fair either way sure and again we, we can talk about the suicide squad and the astacularness <laughs> of that movie but... i mean i just i mean the, the suicide squad is a tale of two two films right it, it's two very different movies um that are happening at the same time because there was the david ayer version and then there's the warner brothers version and they they did not mesh well when when not that was what the final scene was, but I did not like that version of the Joker. I didn't like him as like the gangsta, um, and I didn't like the way Leto played him. I, I just I didn't. I thought it was like it was like a guy who was cosplaying as the Joker. 
Um, and that's fair. That's and, absolutely fair. And you know, and 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 I, there's things I like Jared Leto in very much, and there's times where I think Jared Leto is, you know, just needs to stick to singing. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, I, so I don't know. I mean, I I didn't like Justice League. I didn't like it, and I've rewatched it, and I didn't like it when I rewatched it. Um, when it was on HBO before HBO Max launched a couple months ago. And, you know, just hearing about this, it's like, yeah, like, I don't think you need to add the Joker into all of that, even in a four hour movie. Yeah, I, I'm curious to see why they're doing this because evidently, apparently, you know, based on what we know, he wasn't in it before or, I mean, it says, it says here, it says, uh, you know, um, that he wasn't, where'd it go? It's just in the article. Um, yeah, it it said it was weird that he wasn't in the 2017 movie and, or 20, yeah. Um, and he wasn't in the reshoots or anything like that. So yeah. Uh, it also ties in the original Snyder. Yeah. He wasn't in the original Snyder version. Yeah. So, okay. uh, Leto boarding the Snyder cut is noteworthy as the character did not appear in the original 2017 movie and raises questions as to how much new content could be included in, si- in Snyder's super version of the Justice League. Uh, <laughs> it also ties the new cut to Suicide Squad, the all-star DC-based movie that saw Margot Robbie break out as fan-favorite character Harleen Quinzel, which saw Leto portray, portray the Joker as a love love obsessed and glittery glittery crime lord grime lord more like it um so yeah i don't know i i also thought the interesting thing about this is they talked about um john berg and jeff johns and how they've been pushed to the side um after their bad behavior towards uh ray fisher Mm -hmm. so yeah i don't know uh We'll see. Like, I think that's that's all we can say is we'll see. Will will it will right. it add to the movie? Will it take away? Um, I really feel like the the focus of the movie should be getting the Justice League together um, before the last twenty two minutes of the film. But you know, it's just called the Justice League. What do I know? Right. So I I think again, this might be one of those that you just have. I just assume it's going to be kind of like a flashback or something. But again not sure you need it who knows my my expectations are still the same it's a snyder i know what they i know what i expect from snyder films sure. for the most part yeah so. they they're going to be really really pretty they're not going to have a whole lot of substance and the kents are still going to be monsters <laughs> you're a monster you're a monster Amy. uh there's some movie coming out with the two of them with uh kevin costner and, and diane lane in it and they're like raising a kid or saving their grandkid from like an abusive thing and it's like oh great so you can raise this kid to be a monster too you you can be monsters raising this kid too uh i don't know anyway <laughs> all right so uh moving on we've got uh willow news um which i did you like willow i i love willow now with that being said i haven't seen it in probably 15 years at least so it's I, on, it just came on to plus though. So yeah. I'm check it out. Well, I, I, I got it on Blu-ray when it came out on Blu-ray. Cause you know, um, I loved Willow. I still love Willow. I, it is, it, it does not hold up, um, especially well, but it's still such a cool idea for a movie. I'm really excited to see that they're revisiting this on the TV screen. Not as a, right. not as a movie. And, and one of the things I loved about it again is is in the the 80s and you know a lot of nostalgia with it with it but it kind of gave us glimpses of what could have been like this huge fantastical world but we never got to yeah and the fact of that they're exploring it in a series allows them to do so much more than if they were just you know doing a sequel mm-hmm. 30 years later sequel or something like that correct correct so um yeah so i don't know like so i uh i saw it's john m chu is going to be the uh executive producer and he's gonna direct the pilot if that name sounds familiar he directed the insanely underly appreciated crazy rich asian crazy rich asians um which is a is a fantastic movie and then he's directing in the heights which is based on the lin-manuel miranda play 
Um, that's what that's from. Okay. Yeah. So I, you know, it's really interesting. Like uh, I saw, so I found out about this because I saw Sam Witwer tweet, uh, can I come and play Mad Mardigan, Mad Mardigan's son? <laughs> like grown yes. up son. And it's like, um, yes, yes, you can. Yes, um, <laughs> absolutely. So, so Sam, when the question is, can I play, the director should say, when you say, can I, and he should just say yes. Um, <laughs> you're welcome to do anything you want to do in, uh, in nerd culture. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see this. Um, you know, this was Lucasfilm's first non-Star Wars uh, movie and, and, I guess, universe, if, if we want to call it that. Uh, it was a version of Val Kilmer that I think we, we sorely missed out on seeing more of. Right. And this is, and this is just another drop in the bucket of, it's going to be a great few years for fantasy fans on the small screen. You have, you have this, you have the, obviously with the Witcher filming season two, Lord of the Rings, wheel of time, the news about Conan. Mm -hmm. That's, that's some, that's some heavyweight fantasy uh, content right there yeah and i'm you know a huge fan of it and there's and coins the to be tossed th- to the witcher to make it even better <laughs> i see what you did there <laughs> one thing i did um, like about hearing about this and again i you know i sent you and we're, we're not necessarily talking about it but i sent you that news bite or the link that Smokey and the bandit they're going to do a reboot of that yeah and it's gonna be a tv series as well yeah so one thing that a lot of these quote reimaginings try to do is try to play up on the nostalgia factor. Right. And I like what Howard said about this. He said, this isn't a nostalgic throwback. Mm -hmm. It's a creative lean forward and it's a blast to be a part of it all. Right. So that's, you know, if you're doing something in the sense of taking a property and wanting to expand upon it. Okay. But when you're just trying to put a, a new hip, cool stamp on it, because you you don't have any other ideas, that's when I have a problem with it. Yeah. So no, I agree, I, and I, I think John think, Chu is a great choice for this. Yeah, I I, I really like Crazy Rich Asians. So it was it was a, well. it was such a great story first and foremost, mm-hmm. and then it was actually a really beautifully shot film. Um, oh yes, you know I, I thought I thought the cinematography was really good, and it showed Shanghai and just this like. It's a beautiful location and everything. Um, and then you had that scene with the bachelor party on the barge, which could have been like the climactic battle scene in any action movie. <laughs> so with all the fireworks and uh, RPGs. Um, all right. So Chu had a really good statement in this, too. He said, growing up in the 80s, Willow had a profound effect on me. The story of the bravest heroes in the least likely places allowed me as an Asian American kid growing up in a Chinese restaurant looking to go to Hollywood, to believe in the power of your own will, determination, and, of course, inner magic. And I think that sums up Willow as a character so well. And Warwick Davis did such an amazing job with Willow. Um, and and I'm, I'm super excited that he's back. And then having seen this, this, this quote from Chu in, in this Variety article, like it, it's like, okay, this is going to be a really faithful addition to a story that we only got the first part of and, and that we didn't get to see any more of. And I absolutely love that quote for the fact that he also shows that, you know, he took a character that while not looking like him, but facing similar circumstances mm-hmm. and he used that as his fuel to get through, not just because that character looked like him. But so, so he found rep- representation. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I love that, and yeah. that's what I. That's why I look at movies. I don't, mm-hmm. and again, not to get too deep into, but I look at movies for kind of like the met, like Captain America. Doesn't quite look like me. I mean, you know, no, but you're very, you're rugby, very some good looks. Well, well, I mean, you're more Captain American at the beginning than Captain America at the end. Let's be honest. Um, yeah, <laughs> but. You know, you're you're you definitely. I've seen you get beat down a few times, and you never quit. So, I could do this all day. <laughs> anyway, no, but no, I, I I get it. Like I uh, I tease, but no, you. I mean, you definitely like hold those ideals, and I can see how you see yourself in in Steve Rogers. Yeah, 
and so, you know but I, I i'm i am looking forward to this and it honestly reading this really makes me want to watch willow this weekend yeah absolutely Pretty like if you that. have to plus <laughs> definitely go watch willow um but yeah so i i think i think this is a is a really cool thing all right so the next one um because we got a lot to cover um so quibi is shutting down <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So if you guys don't know what Quibi is, I'm not surprised. People um, are like, what's a Quibi? What what is a Quibi? Because that was their whole like marketing campaign. What's a Quibi? Um Quibi <laughs> was a streaming service that was only on your phone. Um and it had nearly two billion dollars in startup capital, and it was led by Jeffrey Katzenberg from uh DreamWorks and stuff like that. And Meg Whitman, and they announced today that it's officially shutting down after six, after a little more than six months. Um, so it has like a hundred shows on it, right? And so I didn't realize that. So that Quib- Quibi, so Quibi had like six to twelve episode seasons of seven minutes at a block. Um, they got a lot of really big named actors to do some of these things. They did uh, when the quarantine started. They did. Uh, princess bride at home where like different actors played different characters and they kind of played out different scenes. And then the next day would be another scene with a different set of actors. It was okay. And kind of funny. Um, like, but not worth like it. So, so Quibi's big problem is they wanted like eight 99, uh, to watch it without commercials or whatever. And it was like, I think it was like six 99. I, I might be wrong about the price. Um, but it wasn't worth more than $2 a month. <laughs> Um, but I mean, they had like Anna Kendrick and Donald Loge was in a show. Um, Kiefer Sutherland. Kiefer Sutherland was in a show. Uh, Sansa Stark uh, was in a show. Um, one of the Jonas Brothers was in a show. And, and and like, so, I mean, they had like huge, huge, huge names. And um, it was very like Tobin like um, if, if you if you get my my drift there, it was very self-satisfactory for these actors to be doing this, in my opinion. Um, it felt like it was, uh, I would say a masturbatory, uh, role that they would play to just kind of, um, get off on themselves like Jeffrey Tubin. I mean, (laughs) so like, I, like, honestly, like I wouldn't take any of it seriously. Like some of it was funny. Like, uh, I'm pretty sure some of them just took it because they can be like, Hey, I'm going to sit around and I'm going to smoke pot on set all day. And I'm going to be super high while I'm filming this. And you can tell. And there you have it. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's so like Angel and I were talking the other day. Um, the Snoopy movie or Snoopy. Um, the Great Pumpkin is only going to be on Apple TV+. Plus. Um, the same with the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving and Charlie Brown Christmas. And she's like, why wouldn't it be on regular TV? It's like, um, because Apple wants people to subscribe and that's great. And she's like, well, what do they have? And it's like, they have Ted Lasso. They have, um, Bean Jacob. They have long way up. They have little voices. They have, um, Raven's banquet. Like everything I've watched on the morning show, everything I've watched TV shows and movie wise that Apple has put out on there. I've really enjoyed. And so Quibi on the other hand, I didn't enjoy any of it. <laughs> like, like it was kind of like I, I tried to watch. Like I never, I don't think I finished one single se- se- uh one single show. That is, and that was the thing that. And you yeah, know, I, you know I, how I, I like to stick with shitty shows after I've started watching yeah. them because it's like you know, hello Entourage. I even went and saw that stupid movie because you know I was all I wanted to see what happened. Dexter. Um, you know, as another example, but yeah. And so, I mean, this just was not good. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm actually surprised. I was one, um, whoever gave these people $1.8 billion. Um, you can do way more better stuff. Much, much better stuff with, uh, with $1.8 billion in the world than. So yeah, it's so when I remember when seeing the first, you know commercials for it and like what's a quibby or what have you and like the show with um the hemsworth liam hemsworth yeah oh yeah, yeah the the game yeah so that looked interesting and then i looked it up and that's when i saw like what quibby was yeah and i was like seven minute episodes what no thanks so that's not everybody i know 
and that doesn't mean it couldn't have been good. Just like a short story sure. can be good with a couple pages or, or you know five to ten pages, that's fine. But that just didn't grab me. And you never really talked about it. You know, we talked well, all the time. I about signed. Stuff. I signed up for it, and it was a ninety-day free trial. So that should mm-hmm. tell you right there what they thought about the service. Um, yeah, there was nothing to talk about. There was nothing like, dude, you have to see this. Like the one with um Donald Loge and Anna Kendrick was um Dan Harmon's real life girlfriend wrote it and it's about their life together and the sex doll that he had in his apartment. And how okay. she was jealous of the sex doll. Okay. Like I said, like- very tubian. <laughs> yeah. So because like you you just mentioned you were talking to your wife about uh, Apple TV. Oh, yeah. You've talked to me about Ted Lasso. You've talked to me about I think the morning show. Dude, You've talked to me Ted Lasso on there. 100% my favorite show of 2020. Yeah. 100. No, so, there's there's nothing even close. That's bold. Yeah. And The Mandalorian I do not think will unseat that. Anyway. Sorry. Yeah, but not even like the boys no, not even the boys. I enjoyed Ted Lasso more than not the boys. Not even upload? No, not even upload. Wow. So I watched so I like Ted uh, anyway, Ted Lasso short episodes, so like 40 minutes, 30 40 minutes. Um so I would watch it and then the next week I would watch the new one and then go back and watch the last one and then the new one and then the next two and then like and just so oh, I like cuz I mean it's so short and like I was sitting there working while I was doing it and it's a feel good it's anyway. Um, and it's really good. And I, I'm a huge Jason Sudeikis fan. Like, um, other than Andy Samberg, Jason Sudeikis is my second favorite SNL alum. So, um, but yeah, but no, Quibi is, it's stupid. Like, (laughs) um, you know, it's, uh, it's stupid. I'm glad it's going away. Um, it was a bad idea. So one thing, and and this is kind of compounds, a bad idea compounded, Mm -hmm is that they did not offer it on anything other than mobile. Well, like why wouldn't you have that on a Roku or fire? Stick it was like Apple a month TV? and a half ago that they announced that you could cast it onto like Chromecast or Apple TV or something like that. But yeah. here's the thing, depending on the orientation of your phone, depending on how much of it you saw. So if you had your phone in like portrait mode, like straight up and down, um, yeah. you just saw like the stuff from that. If you turned it, you saw the whole thing. Like it, but it wasn't like you know. So it wasn't like if I had it in portrait mode, I only saw like a sliver of it with black on top and bottom. And then if I turned it in portrait, it's not like I was just looking at a sliver of it with black on left and right. But if you didn't have it in in, in holding it in landscape mode, um, so long ways in your hand, so where you'd hold it in both hands side to side, uh, like the way you should take a picture with your phone, uh, or a video for anyone who's listening. Uh, <laughs> don't hold your phone straight up and down and do a video. Uh, Why? Yeah, exactly. No, anyway, um, but you would so like people would like every time they showed someone using it in the commercials or whatever, they were holding it up and down. It's like yeah, but you miss everything. Like you miss like literally everything that's happening in the background. So I don't know. I, I um I'm okay with them shutting down. <laughs> yeah. It. it I, I get where they were trying to innovate, but I it's and and then this is on top of the fact that you have all these other streaming services and you're trying to battle out them, battle them out with what? And again, it always comes down to content. Mm-hmm. And like you said, they didn't have any. Co- they didn't. They, have they any did have content. content. They had a hundred shows. Good content that would engage. So yeah, there you go. I mean, the Apple TV's got a Beastie Boys documentary. That is awesome. It's got this really cool bank robber movie with um, the Falcon, um, Anthony Mackie. Mackie. That's really good. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of cool stuff on there. Uh, all right, so let's move on. Uh, <laughs> um, so moving on, the old guard has reared its amazing head again. Um, so it turns out it was way more popular than we realized. Uh, yeah, it was. Seventy-eight million people streamed it in the first 28 days according to uh to netflix um now i know you and i are responsible for like six of those streams so you're welcome netflix um but yeah i mean it is crazy and then you sent something about um cobra kai 
yeah, that Cobra Kai was like 70, what was, no, Purple Kai, I think, was like in the 50s okay. or 60s Still. something like that. I mean, Still, yeah. Cobra Kai was in the 60s for a show that's been out for two and a half years. Yeah, and by the way, I have to say again, I was watching a reaction of this, like of season one from this channel, and yeah. I love Cobra Kai so much. I, I'm so sad. I'm, I'm well, kind of glad that Welcome to the party, pal. Yeah, I'm kind of glad that I waited so I won't have as long to wait for season three as you have. But yeah, I but I got to watch it again and, and again. enjoy it. And again, I mean, you know, I think this was that was yeah. like my third viewing of the series as a whole. Um, but yeah, no, I so I thought it was interesting. So that was like 78 uh, power. Uh, what was it? The Project Power was Probably, 74, yeah. which shocked me because that wasn't very that good. Was... Um, I mean, it was OK. Like we, we it was I, OK. Yeah, yeah. It, like OK at best. How about that? I really like um, the concept. Yeah. Really like the concept, but execution, nah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then um, let's see what here it's saying. Enola Holmes, which was released only with with only one week left in the sep- July to September window. It was that was another popular one, which Haley liked that one. I listened to some of it and, and watched a little bit of it. Um, it wasn't as bad as everybody was saying. I was really excited for it, and then I just kind of lost interest, and I'll end up watching it. I I, I will say, um, M- Millie, Miley, Bobby Brown. Is it Millie Bobby Brown or Miley Bobby Brown? Millie. Millie Bobby Brown. Like, it, like it, Millie Vanilli. It's really lucky for her that she's growing up to be very, very pretty because she could have gone either way, like super pretty kid, like super pretty adult or really weird-looking adult because, you know, she was running around Stranger Things as what, like a – 14 15 year old with a shaved head and it's like you know um this this could go really bad for her but um but no i mean she's growing up and she's gonna grow up to be a very pretty woman when she's when she's old enough so um and i i like i don't know but i also think she can act which is weird um <laughs> considering she started as a kid actor but let's go back to uh the fact that um the old guard is probably the best movie Netflix has ever put out, in my opinion. I, it's one of my favorites. I know that. So, much. um, they they have a lot of movies that have good concepts, just poor execution. Like Triple Frontier. I I actually really like Triple Frontier. Yeah, but it was a great concept, but it was just kind of a piss poor like, it, like you know, you 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 had a whole bunch of really cool actors kind of pseudo mailing it in. Yeah, see, I I really liked. I mean, I I that was one of those great concepts, and I thought the execution was actually pretty good. Um, but yeah, I'm, I was talking about something like Bright, which I love the concept. Of yeah, Bright. Bright that's it's a great just, example. It, it's it, it's just not there, you know. Good special effects, just just didn't do it. And I mean, Extraction is one of those where it's not a great movie, but it's just such a fun movie. Which well, is fine. Uh, extraction. I think extraction was an, was an experiment in um, keeping your pulse rate. They're keeping the viewers' pulse rate <laughs> at a certain level. Um, did you ever watch the movie? Uh, uh, were your Were your friends or oh, what was it called? It's got Zac Efron, um, where he played a DJ. Um, we were friends, oh, or yes. we are friends, I or um, hold I, on. I, I never. I don't think I ever finished that, but I did. Hold start on. Watching I uh, I own it. Let me. <laughs> Let me look up the exact title here. Um, here we go. Oh, we are your friends. Yeah. So, uh, okay. like, so in that movie, he talks about like the anatomy of a perfect uh, DJ mix, and yeah, it, it talks it, like they talk about like he talks about how you start like at this point, and you get their pulse, like their heart rate going at this point, and then you drop this, and then their whole heart rate spikes, and they all start like it was just like it's a really cool scene because like, it's got like the beat going behind it. And, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think this is really cool. I think this is great for the old guard. I think, um, this just cements Charlize as being the, so she's the best female action figure or action figure, action, action, (laughs) whatever person, um, actor, in, in in cinema history. And she's in the top four easy for all-time best, like, action star. Yeah. I, she is great. I mean, Keanu, Keanu for me is the top, right? 
Like Keanu has done it longer than anybody else and he's believable and he actually takes je- his characters take damage and then fight back. Um, you know, so so he's he to me he's the 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 top of that um category. Absolutely. We should probably do that as an episode one of these days, like the top uh top action figures to action figure action movie stars you're in the action figure okay so i got i got both my armorers i got big tom the mando uh the the um the heavy mandalorian yeah it's his name big tom um (laughs) and then i got my camino uh clone trooper today and i got my cyclops pop from the 2000 x-men movie that's a nice little little couple dude. Days. All in two days. Plus, I got a new pair of shoes. So it's been a busy day at the or busy two days at at my household, uh, at the Nerd Den Studio delivery service. <laughs> <laughs> but and there's something else I got too. Uh, but I but dude, I love that, that concept, that idea of doing the best, you know, top yeah, we definitely should top action yeah. stars of of, so, the, of the now. Yeah, I think of just all time, but like you know. Um, but yeah. All right. So let's, uh, let's move on to the, um, it's, uh, it's happy Bloomhouse ween. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So we talked about this a couple weeks ago. So Amazon prime came out with four Blumhouse a 24 collaborated films that are all horror thriller themed. Um, we're going to talk about the ne- the other two that we didn't watch this week next week. Um, but we're going to do these mini reviews. We're not going to spoil anything. Um, but yeah, so this week we did the lie, which was actually filmed in 2018. Did you know that? Yeah. I, I when I looked it up, I oh, okay. that. um, and then evil eye, which is a 2020 movie. So, uh, we'll start with the lie. Um, and the, the summary of the lie is, uh, in this drama, a father and daughter are on their way to dance camp. When they spot the girl's best friend on the side of the road. When they stop to offer the friend a ride, their good intentions soon result in terrible consequences. The family quickly closes ranks and decides not to tell anybody. But secrets rarely stay secret for long. And they soon find themselves faced with an impossible choice that will alter the course of their lives. So, with you reading this, it reminded me of the guy who used to do, you know, back in the day, who used to be the voiceover for all the trailers. Mm. I don't remember his name. Oh, yeah, he's, I think he died. But, yeah, I know, like, In a World. Yeah. That's actually a movie. It's called In a World, and it's about the person who's going to replace that guy. Um, And Lake Bell, I think, at least, very least, wrote it. She stars in it. Um, and she's trying to be the first like female like voice over person. It is hilarious. Nick Offerman is in it. Um, oh, I did, it's a great I've movie. Seen that, yeah, that's popped up and that's on my I, I, to like, watch list. So I saw that at the Esquire, and I bought it the day it came out on digital. Um, I did not so, know Offerman was in it. So yeah, yeah that's another one. That's, so anyway, that's moved up the list. Yep. Uh, so this has got, uh, Muriel Enos as Rebecca, Peter Sarsgaard as Jay, Joey King as Kayla, Cass Anvar as Sam. Screaming Firehawks. <laughs> uh, Devery? Devery? Devery. Devery Jacobs as Brittany. Uh, Nicholas Lee as Detective Rodney Barnes and Patty Kim as Detective Kinja Tagata. Um, I... Okay, so of the two that we've watched, uh, this was my my second favorite one, <clears throat> um, <laughs> and 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 so I I'm not like I'm not throwing shade on it, right? Uh, I I think this was a really really cool premise of a movie. Um, I was expecting because it was a Blumhouse movie to have some supernatural twist to it, which it didn't have, but I'm okay with that. Um, but, but one of the things I, I really, really disliked was, uh, is it Muriel? Is that how you say that? Muriel. Muriel Annis, um, from World War Z and the killing and Hannah. Um, I did not like her character at all. 
I my issues with this movie, and again, it was my second favorite of the two as well. I one thing I found, and again, like you said, I was expecting something supernatural, which I don't know if that colored my expectations. I'll put it out there; it may or may not have, but I just wasn't as invested. Say, for instance, watching this movie, I was looking up stuff about the movie on my phone. <laughs> When I was watching Evil Eye, I did that in the first maybe twenty minutes, and then I was I got really got into the movie. So I, uh, so comparing this to another Blumhouse movie that we reviewed, the um, the Invisible Man, um, mm-hmm. the Invisible Man did not have an overwhelming amount of supernatural to it. In fact, it had none. Um, yet it did this really great thing where it kind of peaked the anxiety section of my brain and never turned it off until it needed to be turned off. And then, you know, like you, you watch the invisible man and you're struck with that fight or flight the whole right. time. In this one, um, I wanted to smack Muriel, you know, Rebecca and Jay, um, because they are the worst parents in the history of, of the movies and that goes for the kents in the snyderverse you, wow i mean they like uh kayla yeah. was a brat uh yeah. she she like and joey king i i typically like joey king is is usually like a, a cool little like bright spot in a movie when when she's been in some of these things um and yeah it, it's just yeah she was not she like and, and i think let me let me phrase this. Joey King did a great job playing Kayla. Um because you hated Kayla. Hated her. Oh, absolutely. So, absolutely. Uh 100%. And yeah, so I I think uh I I so that colored it for me partially, right? Um and and building on that like you know, looking at the character cast. Mm-hmm. The only the only two people that I didn't like roll my eyes at because I either didn't like them or actually just didn't like them mm-hmm. was um, Detective Tagata, Patty mm-hmm. Kim, who was who's also a an Expanse alum. Yep. And uh, it's funny I said Expanse alum and Cass Anver because yeah, I got where he was coming from. Well, I mean, so, he was a dad who was looking for his missing daughter. Um, yeah. So and and those I think two were the, oh yeah sorry go ahead. I was about to say those were the only, like you said, Rebecca, Jay, Kayla, the whole family was just, and then Nicholas Lee was basically your um, tropish detective who. And and all I could think is, wow, Nicholas Lee got fat. Um, (laughs) So, like, I'm not trying to shade him or anything. Like, dude, I'm I'm pudgy too, dude. Um, But like, I just remembered him from the X Files, right? When he was uh, the replacement for. Mulder there when 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 what's his name um David Duchovny disappeared for a while um and and I I've typically liked him like when he shows up in things I don't know if you remember him from Kyle XY um if you watch that show about the kid without the belly button um no I, I watched a couple episodes so and- he was in V and the reboot of V um he was he was on Arrow for for a few episodes he played one of the bad guys uh I know shocker um <laughs> but uh but, you know, I, I typically like when he shows up and I was excited to see him. And he, you're right. He was kind of just like he had a few like really good like one liners, like cop lines. But he was still kind of a wet blanket. Um, I thought Kaz Anvar did it, did a pretty good job with the limited role he had. I thought he was going to have a bigger role for sure. I, um, did too. I did not like that. They showed us what happened. At the beginning. So like. They, that 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 we were told that Kayla killed Brittany, right? I I I would have much rather it been like the defending Jacob thing, where, um, you know, the parents are 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 trying to stand by her with like some ambiguity going on there, or like uh, Mindhunter, um, uh, with Brian on Mindhunter, the um, Colt McElhaney's kid on on um. Uh, a Mindhunter where like, you know, he maybe killed the, the one little boy. Um, but like you didn't know, but the parents were still standing by him, but then they were like falling apart because of that. 
and because Rebecca and Jay, um, who I love Peter Sarsgaard, by the way, um, were already split up and fractured. Like I never believed that they were ever going to be a, a united front on this. Yeah, I, I I agree with that. Just a couple changes would have made it a lot more in, yeah, a lot more interesting. And uh, I do want to call out. Um, so there's a show on on Netflix called Working Moms. I don't know if you've ever watched it. It's uh, I haven't. It, it's it's hilarious. But um, Danny Kind is one of the actresses on there, and she showed up. Um, Catherine Reitman is the writer, producer, like everything of the show. Um. But yeah, so seeing Danny Kind show up, I thought was was kind of cool because I like her from that other show. She was uh the cello player Jay's girlfriend, uh, Trini. Ah, uh, okay. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, so just like little things like that. But I thought, uh, filming wise, it looked good. Um, they did a really good job of not doing everything at night, which I was afraid was going to happen based on the preview. Yeah. Yeah, I, like from a technical standpoint, I thought it was fine. It's just some of the story elements and just some of the characters, or most of the characters, I will say, were just mm-hmm. unlikable. And that, and it's one thing if a character is unlikable because they're, a, you know, just a bad person and just evil or something mm-hmm. like that. It's other. It's another thing when they're unlikable, just because of how they're written. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I just, it's a very forgettable film for me, even though it does have a very pretty neat idea. Yeah. I just, so just didn't execute, um, execute right. And this was directed by, uh, Vienna Sud, I guess that's how you say it. Sud, um, or Vina Sud. Um, and she's known for like the killing and sorority life. She did, she did, uh, an episode, um, she did a bunch of episodes of the real world back to New York with her boy, the Miz. Um, so, you know, I didn't know that until I went, I went digging around, but you know, I, I would like to see more from her, um, as far as like writing and directing goes, because I, I think she did, she did a, a as best a job as she could. I mean, I know she was, um, she was the writer director. Um, so, but this was also based on a book, um, that i'm trying to remember where it was from now um monsters yeah we monsters thank you i I have that in the show notes um so it it was based on we monsters which which was a book and you know so yeah uh the interesting thing so like we said this movie debuted at the toronto international film festival in 2018 um it did not premiere until october 6th 2020 um along with black box um, which were the two first two movies that Blumhouse released. Um, oh, I guess they're doing eight films. Okay. Yeah, four for next year, I believe. Oh, okay, 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 cool. Um, so, I mean, it doesn't have a great Rotten Tomato score. It's 42% based on 59 reviews. Um, the, uh, <laughs> the website's critics' consensus reads... Queasily compelling without ever truly coming together. The lie won't fool many viewers seeking worthwhile horror fare. Um, and I, I think that's a, like that, that line actually sums it up really well because like it wasn't yeah. like, and here's the thing as I'm not a huge horror fan, but like when I do watch it, I want it to be horror or at least a thriller. And this was like plottingly weird. So basically you, you're not a horror fan. But when you do want horror, <laughs> it just reminded me of uh, Doseki's. Yeah, I mean, I I don't watch horror, but I know what horror I yeah. like. So like, right. I don't like torture it, porn. I don't like oh, uh, no, no. like, but I like I like the more psychological horror stuff. Like like, Invisible I guess Man. the Invisible Man was considered horror, but uh, that was more like a techno thriller in my mind. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean that—that's a fair that that line you read is is a fair assumption. Yeah, is a I fair thought so. Critique of it. So, all right. So moving on then to Evil Eye, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, I thought Evil Eye was really really good. Um, it I, had I really it. it. It had a great uh, twist. Uh, what a twist! What a twist! <laughs> what a twist! Um, <laughs> God, stupid robot chicken. Um. <laughs> 
So uh, I I really 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 like this. Um, uh, Sunita Mani who played Pavali. Um, oh, a, so she is in uh, Glow, right? She plays yeah, and, the the terrorist character. Uh, and I Glow. completely forgot about that. It's so, so long which I've was the whole it. reason I wanted to watch this, right? Because I love her in Glow. Um, and then Bernard White, who plays Kershawn, her dad, um, is uh, the founder of Hooli's uh, guru in Silicon Valley. And oh, yeah. he's my and he's my 100% favorite peripheral character on that show because he's this guru who is hanging out with the guy's name is Gordon Belson. He's hanging out with him and he changes his guru teachings to whatever is going to get him paid. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, cool thing about this one, it was based on an audible original audio play, um, by the same Which was name. Pretty cool. Yeah. And I, I, I remember seeing it and I might actually go pick it up because I have a whole bunch of audible credits that I need to spend. Um, mm-hmm. It was cool that it was a very small cast, right? Both of these movies had very small casts, which which I mm-hmm. I enjoyed. Um, they had quibby sized cast. <laughs> yeah, they were they were. I don't know. I was going to say something <laughs> stupid, um, but I I think uh, I think the thing that really really pushed this over for me was it was just the the mother daughter relationship um with usa and uh Paval, Pavalvi. um it was uh so you know working in tech like we work with a lot of indian people and it, it's it's always so funny to me like and and i think it's kind of cool the relationships that they have with their parents and this was like like i've seen you know, uh, women I work with who are who are grown women and married and like are still beholden to whatever their mom says that they need to do. And I just don't understand that. Uh, and, and I thought this was a really, really cool representation of that with a supernatural twist. Yes. Um, and I will say I, I watched this one second and I was really thinking, oh, my God, there's not going to be any kind of like supernatural nature to this. And when there was, I like almost jumped up for joy <laughs> so yeah and because it was such a cool reveal i love the reveal of that and I, it was the same thing with me because the idea is you don't know if usha the the mother is is she seeing things is she is she just you know something wrong with her brain or is this a tr- you just don't know because again there's you know a lot of talk you know she's big into ast- astrology mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. You know, and all that stuff, and I liked how she you went just to her. No, I like how she went to her guru, guru, and he's like for five thousand rupees more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so the summary for this one, uh, because we did not read this because we were too excited, and we just uh, just jumped right in. So, um, sorry, 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 I'm Canadian right now. Sorry, um, sorry, Canadians. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so this one, a curse from the past reawakens in the present to torment a family in Evil Eye, a, si- a stylish suspense thriller with a supernatural edge. And by the way, I did not read anything about this movie until I- either one of these movies until after I watched them. Me neither. I just um, saw the trailer, but yeah, that's it. Yeah, we just saw the trailers. Okay. Uh, from her home in Delhi, New Mexico, or Delhi, New Mexico, Delhi, India, proud parent Usa uh, Katari, played by, I don't need, I'm not even going to try. I don't want to butcher her name because she's awesome. Uh, is overjoyed when her daughter, uh, Pallavi, <laughs> calls from New Orleans with news that she's met someone special. But uh, Usa's happiness turns to fear when she notices strange similarities between Pallavi's wealthy boyfriend, Paul Sandeep. Paul. Paul, yeah. Paul's wealthy boyfriend, Sandeep, and a frightening figure from her own past. Although her su- suspicions are dismissed by friends and family, the more uh usa learns about the new man in her daughter's life the more certain she becomes that an evil force from 30 years earlier has returned with a vengeance but paul announces when paul announces her engagement to sandeep usa is forced to confront the terrifying question how do you protect the ones you love 
from the thing you fear most won't stay or when the thing you fear most won't stay dead. I mean, come on. This is like such a cool concept and they nailed it. They just nailed it. Yeah. Uh, I, again, one of the things you were talking, talked about earlier is the mother daughter relationship. And I love that back and forth that, you know, they had, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, and again, you know, us being American boys and, girls and all that stuff we have for the most part you know dip, just different relationship with our parents and you know certain other cultures right and 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 i i found that found that fascinating in the sense of seeing that like you said you know you said have co-workers where being married and still beholden to you know whatever their mother says so i i like that 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 was just a different look for me you know just a different lens of seeing something else you know, that I'm not used to seeing and yeah. and how it was carried out. Yeah, it was it was really, really cool. Um, and like, you know, I, I think when when you were when so we were talking, we were joking around about representation earlier. Right. Like, I mm-hmm. think like this, it's an it's an Indian cast. It is. Um, I, I don't think there's any white people in this movie other than like maybe a waiter or two. Um, but like, you don't even notice that, like, that's how good they did. Like nothing was over your head. Nothing was beat over your head. There was no weird agenda into it. Um, like, um, Pallavi's thing at the end where she's like, you know, I'm a strong independent woman who's been doing this on my own in America by myself for years. I mean, like even that wasn't like heavy handed or anything was like, fuck yeah. Like, Bam. Yeah. It made it. sense for her character yeah. because of what her character has been through. And it was and, such good storytelling. Yeah. And it's it's funny you said that because again, when we talk about like any type of representation or anything like that, it it's not the fact that we're talking about the representation itself. It's the way just like when we're talking about an, the live, for example, we're talking good concept, the execution wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Same thing with that. This execution made me I didn't even think about, you know, like, it's funny you said that. I, now I'm thinking about it, It's like, well, her friends were. They were all Indian. No. They were, yeah. they were, they were her Indian friends who were getting married yeah. and having kids. And, um, the one, uh, you know, so she's, so she, she set up on a blind date by her mom all the way from New Delhi. Um, I started laughing really hard at that. She's like, I, um, I already had it done. Yeah. And she's like, he's from Texas. Um, she's in new Orleans. Uh, that's, that's some serious matchmaking right there. Let's, let's not, uh, let's make no bones about it. But so she shows up to the coffee shop and he's an hour late. Uh, the blind date, and that's how she meets Sandeep, uh, who was a a wealthy tech entrepreneur guy. But yeah, it was uh, it w- it was really really cool. Um, I'll say so. They filmed this last from November to December, so from November to December 2019. So they they shot this in like six six to eight weeks. Um, it was a five million dollar budget. And this does not look like a five million dollar movie because not at all. Um, so the co co directors Alan Dasani and Rajiv Dasani, um, like, and and like just wow. And cinematographer uh, Yaron Levy, like, the three of you did an amazing film for for five million dollars. Because when I looked at it, I was expecting it to be around fifteen to twenty five. Yeah. Um, but at five. Wow. Quote unquote normal budget. Yeah, yeah. But and no, no. Yeah. But this is see, this is what we were talking about the other week. The more movies we can get like this at this like price point, the mm-hmm. better off that we get to be. And even so, even if they would have thrown another like five million dollars into this movie, it wouldn't have added or taken anything away from it. Right. So and and it, it yeah, it goes to show like, again, the one of the things we we're talking about is you don't need those big budgets to make good movies. No. And th- and this is and again, this is a movie I will I will absolutely watch again down oh, the road. Oh, 100%. Like, like the lie, I I'm not going to watch that again. Let's be honest. But this one I will 100% watch this again. Yeah. Um with the lie, I kind of had to rewind it at the end a little bit because I just stopped paying attention. <laughs> 
you know, but with this, I was like completely enthralled. I, I texted you. I was yeah. like, I'm halfway through and I already like this better than the lie. Yeah. Um, so I was a little disappointed with the reception though, because Rotten Tomatoes, again, it's just an aggregator. It, it only holds a 53% on 36 ratings. Um, and the critics consensus says with evil eye directors, Elon and Rajiv Dasani spy a premise that has no shortage of potential. All right. sounds good going from there. Um, mm-hmm. But despite the efforts of a game cast, it remains tantalizingly unfulfilled. And it's like, what are you, what, what I'm, I, like, I'm, I, I, disagree. Yeah. I used to be a movie snob, you know, where, where it was all about like, you know, how, how independent can this be? Oh, you shot this on your, uh, <laughs> your, your, uh, what, uh, Motorola, Motorola Razor. Sweet. Let's watch it. Um, but like, this is the type of movies we need. 100%. Yeah. yeah, I I really thoroughly enjoyed this. And it's one of those that, again, I'm one of those that I don't like taking a lot of chances on movies. Mm-hmm. Probably be, when I say movies, like movies I don't know from people right. I don't know. Right. Unless I get a recommendation, obviously. Mm-hmm. And it's because there's so much out there. I don't want to waste my time. Like even 30 minutes and because I will cut off a movie quick. Oh, yeah. But like this is one. If we didn't do this, I'm not sure if I would have given given it the time. Even though I like when I saw this, you know, a few weeks ago, I put, you know, I said, okay, put these on the two watch list, maybe. But I have so many movies on my two watch list that don't get watched. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad. And and it, 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 this is another example of maybe me opening my horizons a little bit and taking a few more chances because you find gems like this. Yeah, I mean, if it hadn't been for Sunita Mani. Uh, if it hadn't been for Sunita Mahdi, I wouldn't have watched this. Mm-hmm. 100%. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. She, she she's so good in Glow. She plays the terrorist and so funny. Yeah. Um, I, I completely forgot about that. And then I forgot she was in Mr. Robot. So uh, I still haven't watched that. I need to go back and finish it. Um, I, I only watched the first couple seasons. Oh, she was okay. <clears throat> cool. Yeah, she was on the Good Place as well. She's, I mean, she's relatively new to the scene. So, um, I like her a lot. Mm-hmm. She's very, very good and very believable and uh, very. I, I don't know. I'd like to see her more. Um, I know she's Indian, so like you know, she couldn't have played Miss Marvel, but like an older Miss Marvel, like I could totally see her in that type of a role, or you know, mm-hmm. maybe they make a new superhero for her. Um, not that we need more superhero movies, but <laughs> you know what I mean? We always need more. Uh, so more power, Brian, unlimited <laughs> power. I was anyway. actually going for the infinity war. I know, war I, know I know, I know. So, uh, make it rain, <laughs> rain fire, Daryl rain fire. Um, no, so I'm excited to watch the other two. I will say, I think Blumhouse has legit turned into like one of the best movie houses in all of, of filmdom um, because they crank out just these really fun little 90-ish minute movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. I, yeah, I really like Blumhouse. I, A24 is another one mm-hmm. I love. Yeah, you, know, you know, and again, they are generally more horror, and I don't—I know you don't like you're yeah. not huge into horror, right. which I'm not necessarily either. But, but these those two studio houses are showing that hey, you don't have to be under that massive banner. Right. But they don't just do dude. horror, right? They did yeah, Whiplash, they, they did Black yeah. Klansman. You know, they yes. they've done like all of these. Um, or I guess I don't know. Did Blumhouse do Black Klansman? I, I know he was a he was a producer on it. Uh. Oh yeah, so he did Black Klansman. So, um, but yeah, it, it's just one of those things where he, he, Jason Blom, and in, in his his production studio, um, have have done some really really great stuff. I mean, Whiplash had a three point three million dollar budget and it made fifty million dollars at the box office in limited release. Absolutely love that and, movie. And 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 you 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 know I, I don't know anyone who hasn't seen it. Like that's the thing, right? Um. Yeah one uh, one of my friends I watched it with like thought it was too intense. I mean, oh, liked it's it, but so it's like, intense. It, it was too intense for me. She was like, "It's too intense for me." J.K. Simons is amazing. Oh in that. man! And actually, that's the type of role I want to see Miles Teller play more. Is like that, like kind of. 
that hardworking, like cynical kid, um, you know, who really, really is, is working and, and just not necessarily getting it done. Um, but yeah, I don't know. So the next two are what Nocturne and Time. Black Box. Oh yeah, Black Box. Sorry, yeah, Nocturne okay. and Black Box. So those will be, those will be next week. Um, when we'll do more mini reviews. I think this is fun. We should do mini reviews more often where we don't spoil. I, I do like yeah. So, um, but it can only be on like ninety minute movies. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> oh, the other one with Miles Teller that I liked was that awkward moment. It was him and Zac Efron and Michael B. Jordan and Imogen Poots. Yes, yeah, I did like that one. And Mackenzie yeah. Davis. So that was a that was a, a really good like cast of young actors before they broke out. So kind of like the outsiders. But yeah, really. it was like the outsiders, but not depressingly sad. And, you know, <laughs> you didn't have to stay golden at the end of it. Oh, I was just about to say that, too. <laughs> okay, we think alike way too much sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, well, stay golden, pony boy. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think like this was cool. Like I, I, I really like, I like this chance that Amazon is taking. Um, and, and to be honest, like after a week without the boys, it was kind of like, what am I going to watch? Like what, like, what is life? What, what is this even like? It's, it's kind of that Narcos uh, meme that you yeah. see when you're waiting for something. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so so uh, honestly, I just started reading comic books. Like all, I was reading like old comic books all week. Uh, I'm revisiting Nightwing. Just putting that out there. Uh, after well, I finished the boys finally. Like I, I had the last two like omnibuses to to reread, so I finally finished those. Um, I really hope they end the way the book ends. Mm. I really, really <laughs> hope they go that way. Um, I have to go back and watch and read. I should yeah. say. Anyway, um, but yeah, no, this was this was really cool. Like, thank you, Amazon, for doing this. Like, I I hope, I hope, like, as the streaming wars take off and continue, they don't keep going for like, you know, um, let's release things like Mulan and 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 Black Widow and, and things like that on our streaming service early and, and charge extra for it. Let's make these really cool, dope ass movies that have a limited budget but have a really like i mean like uh like old guard like extraction like you know um i mean even triple frontier was it was good i liked it it just wasn't a good movie you know <laughs> um but like like things like that but doing it is like this block where we can do like a mini film festival i think is cool yeah i i absolutely like that idea and I would like to see what they have going forward because again, you know, when I was, we were talking about, you know, the fantasy realm, they have the wheel of time series coming to them and that's going to be a big yep. budget series. Mm-hmm. They have, um, Lord, they have Lord of the Rings. Of the Rings. That's yeah. That's a big budget. Both of those are going to be major budgets, mm-hmm. but something like this small and, and, and it's very like intimate because mm-hmm. again, you had five, maybe six main characters. If that, Yep. Um, same thing with the lie, even though, again, the lie didn't hit for me. Yeah. It's still that similar thing. Take those chances and you know, you'll see what happens. Absolutely. 100%. So cool. All right. Well, we're going to have a short one this week, dude. We're not going for an hour and a half. <laughs> Give you 20 minutes of your time back. 20. Maybe start watching the evil eye. Yeah. Go back and watch evil eye or watch it for the first time, whatever. Since we didn't spoil it for you, you're welcome. All right, so uh, shout out to Julian Brown for being uh, part of the Infamous Podcast Patreon family. Thank you, buddy, for for supporting the show the way you do. Um, yeah, Daryl, what else you got? Nothing really. Supernatural's on. <laughs> Still. Yeah, it's only well, only five more uh, after tonight. Again, obviously, we're, since we're recording on Thursday, mm-hmm. we have uh, after tonight. It's going to be four more episodes. Okay, and, I might and, watch the very last episode just to watch yeah. it. And, and I and I will definitely have some, you know, some things to say when it when it when it's over. Um, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Are you going to cry? I probably will. I'm not going to even lie. <laughs> I I, I kind of hope they kill Dean. Like, it just seems really weird that he'd be so protected by plot armor that he survived 75 years on that show. 
Well, there is actually a the the plot armor is real in that show, and they then you actually you haven't watched it since what season seven? seven. Yeah. Stuff become makes sense why they have plot armor, literally plot armor. Well, because they have those tattoos with the little symbols on their on their chest, <laughs> so it's, it, it it goes higher than that. So, but. Did it ever turn out that that one guy was God? The guy that was in the uh, the prophet, that Chuck, and that Chuck, yes. wasn't that the prophet? He's God, right? Yeah, yeah, yes. Anyway, stupid. <laughs> All right. Uh well, cool. On that note, thank you guys, gals, for listening. We'll uh, we'll be back next week with Nocturne and Black Box and other something else cool. So, and probably a myriad of other. You know, news bites. Yeah, definitely news bites for sure. Um, but yeah, maybe we should hit the uh, the pod deck for next week to to come up with a little 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 segment in there. So. <laughs> I do like that. That's pretty cool. Well, you got to come over and see it because like there's like interview questions and stuff, and you just shuffle it up, and you like can just pick random things. So anyway, all right. Well, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. We will uh, talk to you soon. Bye. See. You. This podcast is recorded in Kings Mills, Ohio, just north of Cincinnati, with new episodes out every Sunday. You can find more information about the show online at infamouspodcast.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as at infamouspodcast. You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcasting app. If you're enjoying the show, consider giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash infamouspodcast for our new tiers and rewards. The Infamous Podcast is hosted and produced by me, Brian Tudor, with music provided by Michael Henry from MeMichaelHenry.com. You can find me on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as at Brian Tudor. So, whenever you're listening to the show, have a great day, night, evening, weekend, whenever it is, and we'll see you next time.